1: Hey y'all, I hope y'all are ready to make some noise. Kenyatta Spence, are you ready? Shake Anderson, are you ready? And Mr. Talking Noise himself, Lloyd Spence, are you ready? If you clicked on this podcast, then that must mean that you're ready for Talking Noise, the daily podcast. Well, if you're ready... And come on. Let's make some noise. We are here. How is everybody doing? Good are you today? We're good. Benny Ivory's in the building, our special guest for the day, Uncle Noise. <laughs> Identifying and fighting the BS. I like it. But <laughs> of course, my lovely bride, Mrs. Talking Noise, and you are fantastic noise makers out there. Uh, we have had some time to process. <laughs> we have had some time to think a little bit. So um I, I, we're here to talk and kind of now uh, bring our thoughts together as we uh, just deal with the aftermath, man. The aftermath of every everything that is happened over the last twenty four hours. This time yesterday, we were coming on the air live uh, on Facebook, oh, and, okay, we got an echo. I don't know where that's coming from, but sorry. Hey. No, no problem. <laughs> no problem. We were coming on the air live yesterday and uh, on Facebook, for those of you who are listening on the podcast on Spotify and iTunes, we were coming live on Facebook and uh, on YouTube. And um, we we were going to talk about a potential decision, but the decision was brought out yesterday and we ex- we did an extended show. And shout out to all the people who stayed with us through the entire show. Some of you guys stayed with us the whole two, two hours and 45 minutes that we were on yesterday uh so we appreciate that but uh man to say we were surprised by the decision that would be a lie we were not but hurt by the decision that would be completely and totally accurate we just were as as people all over the country were just devastated at the ineptness at the um just the, the 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 rationale and decision making that took place with all of it, and and then to hear the AG Daniel Cameron's uh, thought process behind all of it was just, I for me it was gut wrenching. It was really gut wrenching. But I brought on my mentor Benny Ivory, my media mentor Benny Ivory, to help us bring make sense of it all. Uh, <laughs> Y- y'all you know the bible talks about the wisdom of the elders so we're gonna bring on the wisdom of the elders to help us kind of make some sense of it all although Biddy is in many ways more radical than i am <laughs> so i appreciate that i think that's why i love him as a mentor because i'm like you know it's good to have somebody mentoring you that could really tell you hey man go get them <laughs>
2: well,
1: i kind of like that so Biddy is great to have you man uh here today and um uh, the three of us have already kind of given us, given out our perspective. We kind of did it in real time yesterday. I'd love to hear, uh, start with you, and just tell us what your thoughts were when you heard this decision yesterday. What were you thinking? Uh, how did you feel about it? As a media man, what what went through your mind?
0: Well, I guess I wasn't totally surprised. I, I, um, I did think that... Um, officer hankinson the one who was uh fired some weeks ago i did think there was a chance that he would be charged with something problem and i thought it would be reckless endangerment the curveball was that he was charged with reckless endangerment but not in connection with shooting into uh brianna taylor's apartment uh i'm just lost for words is to explain how that could be. Whereas he uh, uh, apparently was charged with shooting into some adjacent apartments. But as I understood it, he was firing through her window. So if he was firing into her apartment and uh, the bullets went through and hit other apartments, I I just don't understand why you know, he wasn't charged in connection with that. I guess the this, the stunning thing is that after all this time, uh, no one was just char- was charged in connection with her death. Yeah, that's the bottom line. And yeah. uh, you know, there may be more questions today than yesterday. Oh yeah. You know, I don't know. Um, As I said, I don't understand why Hankerson wasn't charged with at least shooting into her apartment. I don't understand why the, um, uh, from what I could tell, the uh, obtaining of the search warrant wasn't part of the grand jury proceeding. It seems to me that um, that's a really important part of the investigation because that's what led them to the house that night.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, the attorney general yesterday said that the FBI would be investigating uh, that piece of it, which is all fine, but I that doesn't preclude the state from uh, investigating that as well. Uh, he, there was no explanation as to why the separation there. I also um, was, he said that, they were unable to determine whether any of Hankinson's, Hankinson's ten shots actually hit Brianna, and there were two ballistics tests done, and there were discrepancies between the two. The first one was the one done by the uh, Kentucky State Police, and the second one by the uh, FBI. And for some reason, they were able unable to determine whether any of those 10 shots hit her. Uh, I don't quite understand that. Um, they were able to determine which officer fired the fatal shot, which was uh, Sergeant Cosgrove, I believe. And the there again, there was a discrepancy. Apparently, the state ballistics test was inconclusive, but the FBI uh, ballistics test Determined that the fatal shot came from uh, Sergeant Cosgrove's uh, weapon. So, I just, there's just a lot, a lot of questions there. And one thing that nobody even asked during the press conference, it was reported early on in this, this uh, case that Hankinson disappeared for two hours after the shooting that night. And I'm still waiting on an explanation as to where he was during those two hours. Um and then, you know, they uh the officers uh it, it was ruled a justifiable shooting because uh Kenneth Walker, uh Brianna's boyfriend, fired first. Um I, I Nobody's explained why the stand stand your ground rule wouldn't have applied in his case. Right. I mean, he didn't know who was coming in. Right. I think he reacted probably the way that most people would have if you've been awakened in the middle of the night. And, you know, even if they had said, well, this is police. Well, if you you're waking from a, a deep sleep. You probably wouldn't hear that. All you would hear is somebody banging on your door. Right. So, you know, you have to wonder: Does the system work for everybody?
1: Yeah. I, you know, I've had some time now to process a lot of this, and and like you said, Benny, I have way more questions than I have answers. Uh, I don't understand how that many bullets went in somebody's house. Were fired and none, and only one bullet was assigned to the death of Breonna Taylor. Uh, the other five, as he stated, which by the way, uh, there wasn't six until yesterday, and all of a sudden, this the uh, once again, the magic bullet shows up and kills somebody or lodges in somebody's foot, as he stated yesterday. But, um, I don't understand that, I don't understand, um. I don't understand how one neighbor who uh, apparently was the upstairs neighbor was able, was enough testimony to justify and co- corroborate the testimony of the police officers that they did not indeed knock and say, "We, you know, it's the police. I don't understand how the next door neighbors all testified that they didn't hear the police, but the upstairs neighbor did. I don't understand uh, how uh, Kenny Walker is like you said, being uh, well. I don't understand how his testimony didn't didn't feel like it was even being considered in the the grand jury testimony. Like it, that wasn't mentioned yesterday in in the grand in the, uh, the uh, excuse that the AG Daniel Cameron gave. I I don't, let me tell you, my thoughts on this is very simple. I don't think we watched an explanation of what of how they arrived at uh, the grand jury decision, as much as we watched a defense attorney talk about how he just got his clients off. I mean, that's what it felt like. It felt like he was defending them every step of the way and his office was instructed to be able to, to do everything he could to exonerate these cops from, uh, from murder. And so I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you guys, I'm as confused today as I've as I've been one of our noise Shout out to our noise makers. Uh, nice Gray, she says right. And Hankinson also fired shots in the neighbor's apartments of Brown as black neighbors. No charge filed for him doing that action, but to not charge anyone for her killing was just wrong. I agree. But guys, what are your thoughts on that? I that's my thoughts. My initial thoughts. I know we gotta you know we'll be talking lower, but that was my initial thoughts. But uh, shakeyetta, whichever whoever wants to jump in there. <laughs>
3: Boy, I am Blown away I, I, I've i never heard so much in my life Of bullets being assigned to people uh, They There's so much wrong With what's going on here Even the AG gonna Comment on the amount of bullets And the, the New York Times Is saying that's not what that's not what we understood with the information that was given about the case. Where did this extra bullet come from? And then he gives an explanation like, "Oh yeah, the one we found in her foot." You didn't know that back in March? Uh, it's just so much inconsistency. I I I I must tell you, the more and more that I I'm just overwhelmed. I, I I turned on CNN this morning, and it was showing major cities across the nation with people protesting. At New York, they showed New York. The Brooklyn Bridge was full of people from one end to the other. Just, and I just wept because I'm like, this is about so many it's it's bigger than Brianna Taylor it's it's you're saying that it wasn't enough to convict anyone because I don't want to hear that warrant endangerment stuff because that says to me that all you're concerned about is the people around her so the fact that you killed her well that's just you know a casualty but you're not concerned about her. You was only concerned about the people that live to tell you that. Oh, I saw a bullet come through my. I I am I'm, I'm early at a loss for words, but it is so emotional when I look. I'm I, CNN is just showing city to city of people that are just like, are you serious? And then the part that it says that for the ones that are fighting the uh, Ahmad Aubrey and um and and Rashad and you know all the different ones. You're saying if they can't find nothing wrong with the Brianna Taylor case, what are the chances of there being convictions in those individual cases?
1: Well, uh, that's a great question, and I'm hope I'm hoping that the the way that they are going to find conviction in those cases is the fact that there's video of Ahmaud Aubrey, uh, but. You know, I mean, <laughs> video video has failed us before in these cases, so it, it it's astonishing. Check what are your thoughts, man. You know, I um
2: again, man, I I keep coming back to it. Um, when they did the settlement, um, for me, I knew what was coming down the pike immediately. When it took so long, when it took as many months as we did to come up with no charges, you know, I, you, I knew that three, six, three, four, five months ago. So for me, it's I'm I'm at a place now. You know, literally, I'm at what's next. You know, how do we, how do we, how do we take this fight to the next level, the next stage? so that this doesn't keep happening, this doesn't keep occurring. Uh, to me, you have the perfect stooge, the perfect foil in this AG. And, uh, you know, he was he was built for this moment, you know, uh, sell your people out and do what you can yeah. uh, to protect the status quo. Um, the idea that police have this um, imp- immunity, um unwarranted immunity no matter what um that's kind of change man and but the reality is it comes back to a few things voting first and foremost secondly getting people of character that actually have our issues at heart because that's what we don't have we don't have a uh Police society that gives a rip about black lives. We don't have a police society that cares about j- real justice or truth, for that matter. So, for me, um, I'm I'm watching it and I'm going. I saw this coming. You know, I, I tried to be quiet when he was speaking, but the the whole time he was speaking, I'm going, here it comes, here it comes. They're not going to do anything. There's not going to be anything. And that's, that's the world we live in, man. You're talking about Emmett Till, what, almost 80 years ago, no charges, no nothing, till the day we're living in now. And I told you yesterday, I used, I used to sit in Lyman T. Johnson's apartment at the J.O. Blanton and him tell me, we stopped too soon. Yeah. We we made some progress, but we started resting. We started, we stopped. We started being settled. We started being satisfied with the idea that we had made it. And he said we stopped too soon. People think I'm a clown for saying uh, this. Is his words. People think I'm I'm a clown for saying there's no justice in this country. So, to me, we we it just it just proves where we already are and where we've always been. And until we, you know, somehow, some way, um, get to the place to where we can have a real voice in these matters, it's gonna keep occurring.
1: Yeah. Um, Anise Graves says she wept as well. The cover up for Hankinson is just continuing. Uh, It says, she said the Louisville Metro Police Department is investigating accusations made by at least two women who say they were even sexually assaulted by an officer Involved in the fatal shooting of Breonna Taylor, uh, and there's that's a report true. by the Journal, huh? We say that's true. That's true. Wow, Benny. You know, Jake brought something up, and uh, I know you have actually uh, experience around this. He talked about the Emmett Till. What similarities? Because I know you, you 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 covered that, right?
0: No, that was before my. Well, yeah, we we covered some vestiges of that happened uh, back in the uh, early 50s. fifties. But, but let me provide a little insight there. Uh, there were charges brought in that case. But uh, on I think it was September 23rd, 1955, J.W. Milam and Roy Bryant were acquitted of murdering Emmett Till after a Mississippi jury deliberated for 67 minutes.
1: Now think about what you just said. Before you go on, September 23rd, Wow, that's what I said. So to the exact day—that's unbelievable.
0: Yeah, and one of the jurors told a reporter that they wouldn't have taken so long if they hadn't stopped to drink some pop.
1: You know, I wonder just based on you saying that and telling us that it was September twenty third was yesterday accidental the date of the release of this accidental.
0: It's a good question. Good question. We know, we know
1: that we know that these men that are behind all of this—they are malicious. They are malicious in every way, and evil in every way. So I would, I, I'm not, I would not be surprised if they were not fully aware that that of what you just said—that September 23rd, the men who were acquitted in the Emmett Till case—that'd uh, be the perfect day to acquit. It essentially quit in state of Kentucky these men from this murder
0: yeah you know um, mm. one question that I have and uh, Cameron refused to uh, answer it yesterday uh, he tried to use the secrecy of the grand jury procedure and I you know I, I respect the uh, grand jury uh, uh, confidentiality uh, that that's that I think that's necessary but he was asked, about the demographic makeup of the grand jury and he declined to uh, uh, reveal that. I mean, that really would not have uh, exposed any of the jurors to any scrutiny. Right. I think there's only one reason why you don't answer that question. I I 100% agree. I think it was an all white grand jury.
1: I I 100% agree. I, I, I don't think, I think this entire process was designed to find a way to uh, uh, acquit these guys from, from murder. Well, before I you say that,
2: before it, I, I understand what you're saying. You think it's an all-white jury, and I and I concur with that. But I got to tell you, it doesn't have to be an all-white jury if they're like Cameron. That's well, true. <laughs> that's, that's true. Right, you know, and, and you've got enough people. See, that's an, a, another issue we're dealing with, our own. Are not standing up for us. Our own are not coming to our aid. Our own are not telling the truth when it's applicable. So, yeah, I, I, I get the. I definitely understand. And but to the the Emmett thing, I, I would say this: What's the difference in a jury acquitting someone of murder after sixty something minutes versus no charges being brought at all? What's the difference? No,
1: there's no difference. Yeah. Right. Yeah, there's no difference. Um, I want to take a quick break, uh, just do some promotional stuff. I want to get into this a little bit deeper. I want to encourage our noisemakers. Shout-out to our noisemakers out there who are listening on Facebook and YouTube. Uh, Nice Graves, as you've seen, has been active here, hanging out with us. But also uh, Sean Lane, uh, who's actually a fraternity brother. Good good fraternity brother. Good brother. Uh, He's out there. Uh, Shout-out to him and so many others that are listening. Uh, so we're going to take a quick break uh, do a couple of promotional things and then we will be right back Hey everybody it's Lloyd Spence and I want to tell you about a brand new Facebook page called The Noisemakers The Noisemakers page is where our fans can see all of the visuals the videos of all of our podcasts web series and more that's right Even this podcast, Talking Noise, you can see me, Kenyatta, and Shake on the Noisemakers Facebook page. See us daily. See all our shows, like Believe in the ACC, featuring myself and Charlie Ward, The Five, Uncorked Wine, and much, much more. Check us out on Facebook, the Noisemakers page, and become a Noisemaker today. All right, we are back I'm talking about the aftermath of what took place. But one of the things that we titled the show is we are not done. We are not done. I will tell you I have been angry. I, have te- I will tell you that I have cried my tears. I will tell you that uh, I have vented to my wife and anyone else that will hear me. And now I'm done with that. Because now I'm, I want, I still want justice. That has not changed for me. And so, uh, and I want change. I think, Denny, I'm going to tell you something, man. Yesterday motivated me as about as much as anything ever has. And, and now I want to see change now more than ever. In fact, um, uh, I said, I told myself, thank you, Daniel Cameron, you know. I appreciate you, man, because you really you really put a little fuel on my fire, and mm-hmm. I may have needed that just to just to kind of refocus and reset. And um, so we know that I guess it's the FBI is the FBI is supposed to be investigating this now. Um, what we need to do as a, as a community, or let me ask you guys, I'll tell you my thoughts, but I'd love to hear your thoughts first on what you feel like we need to do as a community going forward. And, and by the way, let me say this shooting officers is not the answer.
0: No,
1: that's not going to help anything or anybody. And it's definitely not going to help this call though. While I do not justify or condone or support it. I understand the frustration. It's just not the answer. It's not the answer, not the answer. So guys, what what are your thoughts on where we go from here? Benny, what, what do you think? Where do we go? From here, what do you would like to see happen going from here?
0: Well, I, I you know, I can't uh, re- agree with you more about the uh, the violence. I mean, you know, shooting people—it's just wrong. It's just absolutely wrong, and people who do that ought to be prosecuted uh, to the full extent of the law. Uh, certainly, you know, I understand the protests, and I continue to support the protests, and I think that we have to continue to protest and do it peacefully, which has been the case uh, for much of this period. Um, I, I think that for me, it's the pursuit of truth of what actually happened. I think we have to, we can't, we have to be unrelenting. We have to not give up at this point. Um, if we do that, then all else fails. Yeah, You know, and I think that there's, There are avenues to get to the truth of things. You know, I I think that we need to see more coalitions formed uh, between the NAACP and Black Lives Matter uh, uh, until freedom. All of these groups need to come together and come up with a strategy for getting at the truth. Yeah. And, you know, that's probably going to cost some money to do that. Yeah. And I think uh, I think that's that's one way to accumulate, you know, the the uh, resources that are needed to pursue uh, a case like this. You know, unfortunately, that settlement last week, uh, you know, the, the family pretty much gave up its right to uh, uh, divulge any of the information that they had obtained in the process of filing the lawsuit and whatnot. Uh, You know, I'm not criticizing, you know, the lawyers and the family for reaching an an agreement. They have to do what they have to do, but uh, it does, it did, it did handicap the process of finding the truth. Yeah but that's not the end of it. it. It can't be the end of it. And I think that uh, I, I, I have to believe that uh, I, you know, in years past, especially in the Deep South, when people didn't get justice in state courts, uh, the FBI stepped in. And maybe this is a case where um, there will be justice it may be justice delayed, but it won't be justice denied. Mm. Um, you know it may it may be months, it may be years, but I think that eventually this the truth is going to come out because there's something about this just it doesn't feel right because it's way way too many questions. And I think part of the problem, In my view, is that you had a a, a attorney general who's pretty green. He doesn't have much experience, right? uh, Prosecuting cases. Uh, I don't think he's ever prosecuted a case. Uh, I don't know if he's ever uh, argued a case, you know, before a judge in in a jury. I mean, he's just wait, wait, wait. What? (laughs) Cameron Cameron is a very inexperienced attorney.
1: So I, I knew he. I knew he had only been in the office just maybe what seven months. Maybe is it something seven or eight something
0: months? Like that. Something like that. But he's never tried a case. I don't believe so. I don't believe so. He certainly has not dealt with a case of this magnitude before, and I tend to believe that he relied he re, he uh, relied on his staff attorneys as much as anything uh, to investigate this case.
1: So that one of the maybe the biggest murder case ever in the history of Louisville, they they released a, a guy who's never investigated uh, somebody stealing gum from a grocery store. I mean, this that's wow. That he's is,
0: never he's never he's never been in, involved in anything of this magnitude at all. And I, no. I I think he relied on his staff, which I'm sure you know you know he was boasting about the 200 years of accumulated experience that they have. Uh, I, you know, I think that he just fell back on their experience, uh, accepted what, you know, they told him. And, they're, you know, they're probably good lawyers. I'm not trying to impugn their reputations and whatnot. But, you know, Cameron largely got up there. He, he put a, It was a performance for him. Oh yeah. yeah! Make no mistake about that. That was a performance. Well, he, he, he got up. Yeah. He got up there, and he, um, you know, he gave wow. a he gave a political speech, right? And it was very, very familiar, very familiar speech. He <laughs> lashed out at outsiders, uh, celebrities, uh, people who are trying to come in here and tell us what to do. That's the same kind of stuff that. You know george wallace and uh all those other you know southern governors uh the same thing that they pulled out of the bag back in the 1950s and 1960s that's where he's coming from you know he talked about you know what mob rule and my all this kind of stuff you know that's the kind of stuff that trump talks about all the time uh, so, but we what we witnessed yesterday was a performance.
1: No, no, no. And let me say this: I, I, I heard the talking points yesterday. I mean, you could hear the talking points in his speech, and, and and I'm going, man, this ain't the time for that. This is this. Is, why are you doing this now? But then, you know, like like we always say, you know, when you're the, when you're just the mouthpiece of of the greater of the greater thing that's pulling the strings. Then that's this is what you get, man. It, wow, I, I was not aware. I guess because I'm, you know, we were in Texas now. I was not aware of the uh, of that. That is wow, that's stunning. So clearly, him being Attorney General is is due to all of his ties, you know, to I guess Mitch McConnell and and, and beyond. It, 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 ben, you can answer this question as well. And Shake, I love you to jump in on this as well. Uh, you and Kieta. Um Cause I I've heard the rumor, but I, I again I just I know it only as rumor. But is he like is his fiance like related to Mitch McConnell in some way?
0: I I have no idea. Okay, okay.
1: Cause I've heard that, but I don't know. And if we have any noisemakers out there that are watching and you've heard that, and then we don't want to report it as, as as rumor. So if you know that for sure or it's been reported somewhere and you can help validate that, we sure would appreciate it. But shake a... Uh, you heard Benny talking there. What are, your, what are your thoughts?
3: It sounds like this guy was a plant. You know, when you think about that, this happened in March. And it's in September. And he's only been in his position for like seven months. It's like they had to put somebody in this position to be... The I don't want to say guinea pig, but it's like they they put somebody in this position and he was the man for the job. I I, I just because it makes absolutely no sense when when Benny talks about the lack of experience or even when the noisemaker came on and said, that's why him running for attorney general was so controversial. It's like, what exactly do you, what kind of experience do you have? So that's why I said, this is like, he's a plant if he ain't got no experience, but now he's an attorney general. And dare I say, if in fact the rumor is true that he's engaged to one of Mitch McConnell's nieces, but we'll, we'll keep you posted on whether that's actual an actual fact or just a rumor. Then all of that starts to make sense because the whole time he was talking yesterday, it did sound like he was a it, it was totally political. Like, you know, it it, it just sounds so uh, no. like it was like Donald Trump standing at the podium with with the screens up that he's just reading off the screens. And even CNN said this morning after they said, Donald Trump, what do you think about the about what happened in Louisville? And he's like, well, you know, I love black people, which, you know, had yeah. nothing. Do with what happened. Well, I love the black. They said, well, what do you think about Daniel Cameron? And he was like, oh, he's a star. I guess he is. When he's cut from the same cloth, (laughs) he's cut from the same
1: cloth. I'm going to make a, before Shake, let me tell you this, because I know you, normally Shake is the cynic, and 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 but I'm going to say something here i i i'm just gonna be honest this is just my personal opinion again my personal opinion i won't put this on anybody else on this uh this group here i just don't understand a black man with that mentality i don't get it i don't get it i i don't get it i don't get how you as a black man could stand up there i don't get how you as a black man could see this case see what it is and not try to at least do it in a way that truly is transparent and fair and honest. And then if it's, let's, you know what? Let's assume that this is all true. That all the things he said true. I wouldn't, there's no way I would have stood in front of Black America and not presented this in a way to where Black America could hear it from a real place. There's no way. I would have started with that. I need Black America to hear me. Because I tried to, my very best to find blah 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 blah. And I would have spoke directly to Black America. but he didn't even do that. So to me, I don't understand him. I don't get him at all. I, I, I
0: do not understand
1: that man, but I'm sorry, Uncle Noyes. Is- well
0: you just you, you have to keep in mind that he took time from his uh, uh, duties as Attorney general to go to the Republican National Convention to give a speech. In the middle of this investigation everybody was waiting on needles and pins and he takes the time to go uh to the uh, republican national convention to speak on behalf of donald trump
1: right with the world watching
0: not yeah. not louisville and the you know, world it just and i it is our my recollection is that he even invoked invoked uh, brianna taylor's name and he did his he did so this guy's—he—he is, is—he's a political animal. He's being used by the political, by the uh, Republican Party, uh, and being held up as the kind of Negro that we ought to embrace. Wow.
3: Yep.
2: Jake, you know, man. Again, it's all been said. I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm doing everything I can to not be, you know. I told you so. Da 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 da. And uh, I again, Benny, and I would say this to any, especially any of the elder um, listeners. What did you guys do? Uh, you know, when when this would occur in past days, when trials like this would go down the way they did. Um, obviously, you know, NCAACP, the SELC, all the different organizations would do marches and protests. But you know, what was the what was the answer then? Because what we have right now is that you know, everything yesterday to me, I saw the, the playbook being being written months ago. And I even said on this program a week or so ago when she got when they got the $12 million, I said, okay, yeah. they effectively eliminated their voice um, from this. But also, I knew that, you know, you you don't prepare for months, for months to not have, the, the reason you prepare for months is you know what you're really going to say is some BS.
1: Yeah.
2: So you've got to put it in a, in a kind of way. My mama used to always say, you know, you don't have to remember the truth. No. You don't That's have to exactly remember right. the truth. It, it, exactly it, right. Any time you open your mouth and you think, if if you just speak from what you know, you speak the truth. But, if, but a lie, you got to prepare it. You got to massage it. You got to put it in. You know, It's got to be presentable. It's yeah. got to be acceptable. All of this stuff. Yeah. And so for months, they've been preparing to not tell us anything. But on top of that, to lie to us. You know, you know, pee on you and tell you it's raining. And my thing
1: is, you know, what now? Well, listen, I, I'm gonna tell you, for me, I, I believe what Benny said. We have to put pressure on the justice system uh, and pressure on the federal uh, justice system to bring truth to light. I, I, I do not believe, again, that we heard full truth yesterday, it's impossible to have heard. Let me say something. I'm probably, I am probably. I don't mean to be hostile or angry with what I'm about to say, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm emotional right now. It is impossible that we heard full truth yesterday. That's impossible. There, because, man, the facts, just even as he stated them yesterday, don't make any sense. You're telling me 40 to 50 bullets were shot in this room and only one was responsible for the death of this girl. I find that hard to believe. You're telling me that this guy uh, heard them knock and say police and enter this place, but, but. Only this guy upstairs heard it, but nobody else. You interviewed 11, 12, 13 other people, including the man that was in the apartment, and he. nobody else heard it, but this one guy was able to have a closed door in his house, and he heard them say, oh, yeah, they said it. No, man, there's too many holes, and and I'm telling you, don't, don't, don't peel me and say it's raining. I'm sorry. I'm not going to buy that. I know it. I know what it is, and I and, and I man, listen. Let me just keep it all the way hundred. I'm from the hood, man. I know a hustler and a pimp when I see one. <laughs> I know a hustler and a pimp when I see one, and I know when I'm being pimped, and I know when I'm being hustled. And this that's all this is. You don't have to be. You don't have to be a, a, a rocket science to see. the old, I look. Remember the old uh, <laughs> the old uh, Eddie Murphy joke, man. Stevie Wonder can see these dudes as guilty. Yeah, let me ask you. This
2: is so wrong, man. This is so wrong. Let me ask you this, because I maybe I'm the only one that heard it. Maybe I heard it wrong. Hmm. But didn't he say yesterday that the three officers, the three Louisville officers, were not the initial um, officers that were there? That they came to support another another. Yeah organization so
1: if that's the case why were they the ones inside well i'm gonna let benny speak to that because i I don't remember that point.
0: i think what he said is that they were not involved in the securing of the warrant and that they were there to execute the warrant that that's my understanding wait wait
2: wait wait. the police the, the police that shot her were not involved in the securing of the warrant
0: yeah, They were the first ones to
2: go in and shoot.
0: This is my understanding of it, that they were not involved in the, the lead up to that night. Uh, right now, there is another investment. Well, the FBI is supposed to be looking at that piece of it. Uh, and LMPD last week, and I this should have been a tip off, announced that they were doing some kind of internal investigation, uh, into the officers that were involved in the obtaining of the warrant, the search warrant. And, uh, but I also think that, uh, Cosgrove and Mattingly, I'm not sure about Hankinson. They're also included. There's six officers that they're investigating as part of that. And I think those, uh, the same three are also included, and in, at least two of them are. And the uh, there's a lot there's a lot to talk about, uh, or still to be um, unveiled about that process. You know, they there have been various stories that said that uh, uh, the form of a boyfriend was observed leaving her apartment back in January with something. We don't know. We don't know what that was. And uh, at one point, the, they said that um, the post office had confirmed that uh, illicit drugs were being sent to uh, Brianna Taylor's apartment. Well, later on, uh, the post office, I'm not sure if it was the po- post office, one of the postal services said, uh, it was reported that that wasn't true, that they didn't say that. Wow. So I think that that's one of the things that, uh, that's being investigated. And number one, you know, that happened back in January, which was some two months before uh, this young lady was killed. So you can make, it, it sounds like to me they were operating on old information, outdated information. Incomplete information. So that, like I said, there are a ton of unanswered questions about this whole thing. It just doesn't smell right at this point to me. And I'll, I'll even go a
1: step further, Benny. It feels cover up. It feels cover up. It feels like somebody did something. And I'm not. And I'm. I'm speaking separately now from uh, AG Daniel Cameron and his staff's investigation. I'm speaking specifically with these cops. It's something feels cover up to all of this,
0: like yeah, I, I would agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that I, I don't understand why none, they were there, like it's not. None yeah. of this came to the fore until after these other cases, uh, uh Ahmaud Arbery and, and, and George Floyd. None of the, the Brianna case uh, uh, came to the fore after the national publicity on that. And I'm, I'm convinced to this day, if those other two cases had not happened. I right. know I agree here today. We agree 100%. Be here today. Yeah, no. And the the real sad story is that Kenneth Walker would probably still be in jail. Well, but
1: okay, but see, here's the other part of this for me. If he shot first and he is guilty, why is he not in jail? Hmm. And, uh, Another good question. I, I don't know this this whole thing makes no sense. And why is the city of Louisville if 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 because you gotta believe that the governor's office and the mayor's office have been in constant contact with the AG. That's why they in advance said, Well, we're gonna put the curfew in, we're gonna put the barriers in, we're gonna put a plan in place so that when all this is unleashed, We know. So obviously they've been in constant communication with each other. And I would even dare say that they were in constant communication when the check for $12 million was written last week. Why are you writing a check for $12 million if you already know that the evidence, according to the AG, says that they're not guilty? That doesn't make any sense. I'm not writing you a check for something I didn't do. Mm. Why would I do that? (laughs) I this, this whole thing is mind-blowing to me. It is, yeah. But I'm praying that the FBI, who is a, supposed to be a nonpartisan organization, is going to do due diligence in this and truly investigate this the way that it's supposed to be done. That's, that's my hope. That's my prayer. And we have to put pressure on them. So uh, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. And I, I want to talk about what's next what are we going to do next uh specifically as our show but also as black people in this work in this society as people period what are we going to do next going forward with this particular uh case because it's not over and we're not done you're listening to, Talk to Noise. we'll be back in just a minute Hey, everybody, it's Lloyd Spence, and I want to tell you about a brand new Facebook page called The Noisemakers. The Noisemakers page is where our fans can see all of the visuals, the videos of all of our podcasts, web series, and more. That's right, even this podcast, Talking Noise. You can see me, Kenyatta, and Shake on the Noisemakers Facebook page. See us daily. See all our shows, like Believe in the ACC, featuring myself and Charlie Ward, The Five, Uncorked Wine, and much, much more. Check us out on Facebook, The Noisemakers page, and become a noisemaker today. All right, we are back. Uh, For those listening on Spotify and iTunes, we are back. For those who can see us on Facebook, the Noisemaker page, and on YouTube, we are back. Uh, Benny Ivory is our special guest today. Uh, Hopefully, you're getting to know Benny Ivory, because he's going to be on quite a bit. (laughs) Uh, Um, But uh, also, we got, of course, uh, the wonderful Shake Anderson. Uncle Noise is in the building, my beautiful wife. Kiana, who hosts the show with me, is in the building. Uh, for us, what is next? Where do we go from here, everybody? I think the first thing is very obvious: we must vote. I, I was I was researching uh, this morning, and and I, the first thing that popped in my head to research, I said, you know, I need to know uh, when Daniel Cameron's time is supposed to be up because <laughs> we need to be vetting a new attorney general right now. Like we need to be looking around Louisville and the state of Kentucky saying, okay, who do we need to be getting in this position? Cause this ain't working. It's going to be a long three years. Uh, Cause he's, he just started. So he's got another three years, but uh-huh. in three years, we need to find, we need to have our candidate. We need to start raising money for that dude. We need to support that dude or female, whoever it is. Uh, you know what? Maybe we need to be looking for a female. That might be the problem right there. But whoever it is, we need to get somebody in there who is going to be fair to all people. You're not that's not gonna happen as long as
2: Miss McConnell is in power. That's the first thing. Second, well, let me, go ahead. Secondly, Daniel can uh uh Cameron Daniel is is in my belief being groomed for the Supreme Court. So there will be other okey doke going further down the line because you can trust me, they have a second, a third, or fourth, or fifth stooge already in place.
1: Uh, for when this guy leaves, well, listen, uh, I'm not saying that they don't have a strategy, I'm saying we need to form ours. Yes, try, we need to form ours, and 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 I, I'm just not willing to accept that. That the bad guys always win. I yes. just, you know, I just can't accept that, and I'm not, I'm not willing to accept that. So uh, that's one of the reasons uh, that you know we got to start. You know, the let people know. Even now, the next attorney general election is, is 2023, and we need to start preparing. And I understand what you're saying, Shake. Part of the strategy that to make this happen happens this November. We've got to listen. Amy McGrath is not my ideal candidate, but she's what we got. Let's make it work. (laughs) Let's make it work. You know, because to me, I'm about applying pressure to everybody. I don't care if you're Democrat or Republican. I'm going to apply pressure to everybody. So you're going to work for us, whether you like it or not. You're going to work for us. You're not going to get in that office and ignore us, because if you try to do that, you won't be in that office anymore. And that's how we have to look at voting going forward. We need to put people in place that are going to work for us. And us meaning black people. Us meaning the good guys. Us meaning those who are on the side of right. Us. We need to put people in place that are going to work for
0: us. I agree. I totally agree. I I I do think it 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 does start with voting. We we. We've got to vote. I, you know, I read a story a couple of weeks ago. I was just stunned that uh, what was it? Only twenty percent of uh, National Football League players were registered to vote. that, yeah. just, that, that just blew me away. What? I, yeah, I, I don't understand. I don't understand that. Uh, I think yes, we, we have to apply pressure everywhere. We have got to apply pressure on the Democratic Party yes uh the democratic party in kentucky needs to be blown up and 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 rebuilt from the ground up because it is feckless and i I know that i realize you know it's a red state you know but uh you know uh booker's showing in the primary indicated that there are possibilities outside of louisville in, right in, in lexington so he did well he did yeah, well he just did well yeah he
1: didn't have the full blueprint on how to pull it off because i think he spent way too much time in louisville and lexington and richmond and places that uh, the urban kind of cities in louisville i mean in kentucky but yeah. you're right benny he did better he, he did well
0: yeah he did and White voter, he didn't. His campaign didn't take off in time enough for white voters to get to know him. Right, and uh, I I think that offers some hope from the future. And I hope that uh, the the Democratic Party here in Kentucky uh, looks at that and and it analyzes what what it what happened, what it should have done, and the final result. but I just think, you know, sometimes you just have to take small steps. And that, that's one of them. We got four years to get it together. And I think yes. that's time enough to come up with a, a, a strategy that's workable, that's effective. Uh, I mean, the Republican Party is, has become, they've got it down. And one, if, one thing, they're organized and they, they've got a plan, you know, as insidious as it may be. They have a plan, but they they elected the first black person to a statewide office in Kentucky. Think about that. Yeah. The Republican Party did that. Right. And yeah.
1: anybody that's been past Lexington on into Pikeville and Moorhead and all those places, the fact that they elect in Corbin, Kentucky, the fact that they elected a black man in Kentucky is pretty incredible. So
0: And uh, he won by a wide mark. It wasn't even close. Yeah, no, he did. He did. He absolutely Uh, did. I mean, they didn't, you know, his Democratic opponent was uh, (laughs) less than uh, what anybody would have wanted to put up. But again, it speaks to the weakness of the Democratic Party. You got to come up with better candidates.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: If you are a noisemaker
1: out there and you're watching right there, or if you're listening to this broadcast on Spotify or iTunes or whatever, the voter registration deadlines are coming up. We need you to go to www.vote.org forward slash voter dash registration dash deadlines forward slash. Again, www.vote.org forward slash voter, V-O-T-E-R dash registration dash deadlines forward slash. Go to that uh, or just go to vote.org and look for voter registration deadline. But we need you to go there, find out when your deadline is, and then find out who around you has not voted and get them signed up to vote because it is critical. Again, not voting Democrat or Republican. We're not voting uh, black or white. It's, not, it's This is a vote for your life. This is a literal vote for your life. And, and as you saw yesterday, this is a literal vote for your life. So we got to get you out there to vote. So it starts with that. And and on Friday, just want to let everybody know, we're we're going to start to reveal our plans uh, for the Noisemaker voting initiative that we announced earlier this week. We call it Plan, Prepare, and Execute. And Benny, I'd love to get you involved in that because uh, I know you got a lot of great expertise and thought process to this type of stuff. So we got to get this thing going. We got to move this thing in the right direction. And I agree with shake hundred uh, percent. We got to get the, the quote unquote bad people out. And, and one of those people, quite honestly, and we say it unapologetically on this show is Mitch McConnell. He is, he is, he is a cancer to America. He is a cancer. To America. Mm-hmm. He yeah. really is.
3: Yeah. I I I I uh I am prayerful, unlike Uncle Skeptic. I mean Uncle noise oh, Lord. <laughs> um,
1: skeptic.
3: that uh I said I'm praying.
1: He yeah, had he's just trying to I'm gonna, the That's all he's trying I'm
3: to. just yeah <laughs> to uh and believe God that we will see. The end of this uh, Mitch McConnell thing. I, I'm 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 praying, and and you know what? If God can part the Red Sea, then I pray that He can get him. Matter of fact, I I, I wish my grandmother you just go back to
1: the Red Sea. You went all the way back to all the, the, Red the sea? way
3: back <laughs> to the Red Sea. I mean, you know, my, my grandmother, if she could have lived to see a black president, she probably would say. It's not gonna happen. It's just not gonna happen. They not gonna let it happen. But President Barack Obama sat in the White House not for just four years, for eight years. Right.
2: Right. Right. Okay.
3: So I'm gonna. I'm. I'm gonna. I, I know that I'm. I'm. You know. I know I can't swim, so I really maybe you know the Red Sea reference might not have been a good reference,
1: but well, I'm they walked on no dry land, they walked on no dry land. Okay, mind.
3: well, I'm saying because it would have to be some dry land because you know that's that's <laughs> uh, uh, so I, I'm just gonna believe we, we that the guy is gonna get that man out of office.
1: Well, I hope I agree, right. Jake. What you thinking? <laughs> well,
2: you know, um. The, um it's not just Mitch McConnell, obviously, he's, he's one of the very first ones, but it's the church. Whoa! Yeah. Because that's, I mean, that's a lot of who you, you know, I, I know a lot of, unf- I don't know how to, I don't know how to think about this, Benny, maybe you can help me. Um, but I know a lot of black people that voted for Trump, black Christians. Not just evangelicals, because I mean, obviously, that was the mandate with evangelicals, but I know a lot of black Christians that voted for him. And I know a lot of black Christians that voted for McConnell. Yeah. And so this mindset that anything other than this right wing whatever is is a righteous party or movement. That's the other thing that's got to be dealt with in our country. You know, you have Democrats that are Christians that have high morals that are really great people. You can't, you know, so somehow the whole idea of Christianity has been hijacked by the Republican Party. And so what what, what you're dealing with is not just McConnell, but you're also dealing with a lot of people that are, that you would think are on our side of the fence or, or in our yard, but they're not.
3: Yeah. Well, I guess for me, the first time I ever heard. So when I don't know, it was years ago, I remember Paula White said she was a life coach to Donald Trump way before he became president. And she kept saying he's God's man. He's God's man. I kept saying, why is she, you know, is she like, I've been invited to the White House because I'm I'm I want to prophesy to him. That I believe, you know, uh, you know, not the White House, but, you know, that he, she's, you know, that be, before he became president, she was speaking into his life that he's supposed to be the next president and so on and so forth. So then when he became president, then she's like, see, I told y'all he's God's man and he's who God wants to use for this next, you know. You haven't and seen
1: you haven't seen her on T.D. Jackson stage since then,
3: by the way. I've not seen her nowhere since right. that situation right. happened. Right. But right. I'm saying, and see, when you said, uh, Uncle Shake, that a, a, a lot of uh, uh, black Christians and stuff, see, all they needed to hear was he's God's man. Yeah. I don't, I don't need nothing else but somebody prophetic, somebody in a leadership role to say that he's God's man well, then I'm going to believe that just like he ran all them businesses on The Apprentice, which is scripted, he's going to do that for our country. He's going to change our country like he changed all the businesses that he's a billionaire for and and, and all the people on The Apprentice TV show. But the he pr- is doing
2: that. He's doing exactly that. He's bankrupting our country. That's <laughs> what he's great at. That's what he
3: does. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, like you're what you're well, I,
0: I, you know, um, I know some black people who voted for him, not very many. But, you know, I we have got to stop believing everything white people tell us. What you
3: said? <laughs> what you say?
0: We have got to stop believing everything white people tell us.
3: <laughs> well, I thought you said. You know,
0: we got, you know... I, People, everybody needs to take the time to do their own research into people and find out who these people really are. Because you, you cannot rely on television. Right. Come on. I mean, Come on. Just, you're not going to get the in-depth uh, uh, reporting <laughs> and research that you really need. So people, you know, and news, newspapers are up against it. You know, there, a lot of them are doing good work. Uh, but they don't have the resources to yeah. cover uh, elections like like they used to. That's just the reality of it. But there's plenty of information out there uh, on the Internet and other places. Go to the library. Yeah. Do your research. And stop relying on what all these other folks say. Mm. You know, because that, that that's where it stops. And it's about education. It really mm-hmm. is about education. and. You know, a lot of the people, and I'm going to say probably most of Trump's uh, base, these are low information consumers, Mm. you know, and it doesn't take much for these people to get excited about a Donald Trump, you know, all he's got to do is say, you know, build, you know, build that wall, you know, people just fell in love with that kind of little, you know, snappy slogans and stuff like that. Uh we've got to educate ourselves. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that's yeah. that's what it's all about,
1: and, and Benny, I'm gonna say this too, because I a hundred percent agree with what you said, and I'm gonna I'm gonna add to it. We also gotta stop listening to every black person that's that gives right. you bad information. Sure, sure. No, stop fact. getting all your information out the barbershop and out the beauty salon. Go find the information for yourself. Mm-hmm. Everybody, there's not a person practically in the world today that doesn't have one of these right right so use it google is available to everybody if you don't like google use bing whatever you need to do to get the information get the information it's out there ballotpedia vote.org the aclu naacp go and find out who these candidates are and let's vote for the right people in these positions and but one vote should be simple
3: the bottom of the top should be simple to me. That shouldn't be hard. You know, Spence, you know, I keep thinking about what Benny said. Um, <laughs> but when he said, when he just made his statement, it made me go all the way back to when <sighs> Donald Trump told the coal miners that he yeah. was going to make sure. Bringing coal back. <laughs> to bring coal back. Now, you know there's not a whole lot of information now the internet's everywhere but that's an area in kentucky uh where uh virginia that um there's not a lot of educated individuals per se but they took it hook line and sinker he said i'll do that just give me your votes
1: my favorite one of my favorite jokes from that is Dave Chappelle. I believe it was in his uh, third stand-up. I think it was the third stand-up he did, Equanimity, and he said he mentioned that as a joke. And he said, "Cold." He said, "Real talk. I don't even know what cold does." <laughs> he said, "Why in the world do we need cold?" He says, "Y'all got to be real dumb to believe that the world is in dire need of cold." So, but, but it speaks to desperation.
2: You got to remember, man. The the the. A, a large part of the people that voted for Donald Trump feel like they were left behind, feel like they had been passed up, specifically mm-hmm. by Black America. Right. And, and so when he started speaking of these bygone days of, of the United States and what make America great again, we're going to bring coal back, we're going to bring jobs back from China, you know, he was speaking to a, a people the same people that Miss McConnell speaks to in uh, rural Kentucky, the same people that feel like they are without a voice, they are forgotten. And so it's very easy to sell them. You know, the other thing I, I don't remember, maybe you do, Benny, I don't remember the uh, politician in history who, who would who basically tell poor white people, you're better than any, the wealthiest black man Um but that's a common play, you know, made by political pundit. You know, people do that. That, and so that's what you're talking about is when Dave Chappelle is speaking, because he's speaking about a large group of people. It's, mind you, don't don't think that there's not a lot of people out there in the country that those coal jobs. You know, Absolutely. they look at it like this is when life was good, never yeah. mind the fact that. Half of their family didn't live past 43 because of black lung disease, right. cancer, and all this other stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Them, that's when life was good. So of course he speaks of that and they want to go back to that. Mm-hmm. Well,
0: that's that's what I mean by low information consumers. You know, black people didn't take these jobs.
2: Right. You know, well, I mean, I'm not
0: I'm not talking about just the coal industry, you know. All you have to do is look at the black unemployment numbers. They're they're always they've been historically high. Now they started coming down under Obama for the first time in t- generations. Of course, Trump tried this trying to claim uh, that he was the impetus behind that, which was just not true. But all you have to do is look at the numbers. They tell you, you know, black folks are not taking these jobs. They're just not. And and it's certainly not in in, in coal country because there's not that many black people out there. Yeah, right. You know, you've got Mitch McConnell has been in office, what, close to 40 years. The coal industry has been declining under his watch all those years. He tried to to blame it on, you know, Obama, but Obama was in office eight years. And uh, Mitch has been there for 40 years. Hey. you know, look at Kentucky. Just look at the statistics in Kentucky. Our health outcomes here are some of the worst in the, in the, in the country.
3: They High, are.
0: Highest, some of the highest cancer rates in the country. Yeah. We have uh, low education levels, we have low income levels. You know, we're, Kentucky is near the bottom of a lot of really important statistical categories. It's all happened. It's all happened and continued under Mitch McConnell.
1: Yeah.
2: Mm. Well, Well, those those jobs you speak of, Mitch McConnell was one of the main ones that sent a lot of those jobs to China. Oh yeah. And of course, I wonder why. And and of course, uh, Trump. uh, You know, he said we're going to get those jobs back from China and everything. Well, you need to speak to your own
1: party about that first and foremost.
0: Hmm.
1: well i'll, I'll quote as, as we get ready to close i'll quote a, a line from one of my uh uh one of the best movies i think i've ever seen uh uh there was the dark knight and and michael J. white i think was the one that, that that laid out the line yeah uh and he said the best trick the devil ever pulled was make it look make it look like he doesn't exist and I, and i think that's what mitch, mitch mcconnell has done in the state of kentucky it's not me. It's them. I'm fighting for you. And yeah. all the time, he is not fighting for them at all. Right. He has never fought for them. He And, and they keep believing it. The people, in, they keep, oh, Mitch, Mitch is wonderful. Mitch has done nothing for the state of Kentucky in 40 years. I defy somebody to tell me one thing that he's done for the state of Kentucky in the last 40 years.
2: And you know the thing they would say? He got you your first black attorney general.
1: That part is true, and, and look how that's turned out. <laughs> but he's only black on the outside. Ooh, wow, noise! Yeah. Such wrong language. Let me, this, let me hurry up and Let me hurry up and shut this show down. It's like an <laughs> Oreo cookie. <laughs> Okay. Listen, I was just eating Oreos. Listen, it, I saw that. I saw you eat Oreo. That was interesting. <laughs> uh, was it symbolic? Is that what that was? was <laughs> that was hope. Just, that, was ex- that was hope right there. That was hope. Okay. Was listen, hope. Listen, we are we are, we we say on this show that we are unapologetic. It, uh and we try to uh, and try to say what needs to be said. That's what talking noise is all about, but we're also all about changing the world. And so tomorrow, please, 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 spread the word uh, all over the interweb. As as, I, as my one of my great uh, sports guys that I love to listen to, Tony Kornheiser says, spread it all over the interweb. Uh, we are going to unleash this initiative. The the, the beginning uh, plans of this initiative tomorrow. I can't wait to talk about what we want to do and how we want to do it. And I can't get to get wait to get your feedback as noisemakers as to what we want to do because whatever we're going to do we're going to do this together but listen we've got to gear up for this fight it's a long one it's a steady one benny alluded to it earlier that this might take years to get the justice that brianna taylor deserves. but we're not done that's the message i want to make sure that we all understand today we are not done we are going to continue to say her name. We are going to continue to fight for this young lady and her family. And the fact that they can't, they can't fight the way they want to fight anymore—that's that okay. You've done enough. We'll, we'll pick up the mantle for you. And there's going to be change. I just believe that we are capable, and we're called into this time to do it. So, a noise, your parting words. Can you hear your parting words. Ben, your parting words. We'll leave our our elder to close us out today.
0: Well. I, you know, we just got to keep up the good fight yeah. And, and that's just, that's just the, the, the reality of it. You know, um, when I was in Mississippi, you know, uh, Medgar Evers was killed, you know, back in the sixties. And, you know, that was one of those things. I was a kid and, you know, growing up in the deep South, there's two things that stuck with me and that was Emmett Till's murder. And then uh, uh, Medgar's murder. I got to Jackson, and um, I was the managing editor of the newspaper there, and after some years, um, we, we got the Medgar-Everest case reopened after 30-some years.
1: Mm.
0: And uh, it, was a, it was a tough uphill battle, but we got it reopened, and Byron Della Beckwith was indicted for murder. And a few years later, he was convicted of murder, and sentenced to life in prison. And he went to prison, and that's where he died. So I tell you that story because you can never give up. Hmm. You know, it may take oh, it may take years, and make, in this that case, it took decades. And uh, but justice was finally served.
1: Benny, you hit me right here with that one. I got to tell you. And I've heard that story, and it still hit me right. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Kieta, uh, what are your uh, your closing thoughts for today?
3: You know, I'm a piggyback on Uncle Benny. That um, you married the uncle now? How you like that, man?
0: <laughs> that, that, that works. That works.
3: Uncle Benny, uh, you stirred thoughts in me that re- helped me to reflect. That. The woman who said, hold on, just a minute. The woman who said that Emmett Till whistled at her, Mm -hmm. the way I understand it, before she died, she confessed that she lied. If I understand it correctly. Mm -hmm. So that says to me, what's done in the dark? We'll come to the light, and we need to hold on and believe that the light is going to be put on this Brianna Taylor situation. And where it looks dark right now, we gonna believe that the light's gonna be shown on it, and that the truth is gonna be exposed. Wow!
1: Well said. Well said. Closes out, Uncle Noise. <laughs>
2: well, I have to believe that we'll. I, I'm, I, I'm certainly in lockstep with Benny and yourself, Lloyd, and Mrs. Mama talking noise. <laughs> I like that, Mama talking noise. Yeah. Mama
3: talking noise.
2: And, yeah. and I'll say this um, one thing rings true with, with what Benny said earlier, but I don't think we said enough. We've got to do our own research. Yeah, We've yeah. got to seek our own truth, the real truth, and be diligent about it. And then once you know the real truth, then we've got to act on those truths because too many people know the truth, but they don't act. Yeah, And so then we're left where we are now. I believe there are more than enough entities that know the truth in the Breonna Taylor case. I believe that with all my heart but not only in her case in every one of these murders that have taken place whether there was a camera or not there's enough people that know the truth absolutely so that once I believe that once that we do the research and find the truth then we have to be diligent to expose it and then use it to bring about change but I make no apologies in saying that when you talk about Megger Evers and uh, Della with finally being brought to justice, that was one man being brought to justice by God knows how much effort. It was a Herculean effort mm-hmm. versus a system mm-hmm. of corruption, a system of racism, a system of murderers that is embedded in our country, in the fabric of our country. To me,
1: that's a great, far different thing. Well, listen, it's a war. Let's call it what it is. It's a war. It's not, this is not a small thing that we're undertaking. We we are saying we're in the fight, we're in the war. But 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 make no mistake about it. Uh we're in it for the long haul. Uh, you know, and I'll say this very candidly. When we started this, uh decided to to launch this company in a big way, dare I say these shows. One of the things that my wife and I sat down to do is we sat down and said, what do we want to do? Who do we want to be? What do we want to be known for? Regardless of the content that we're putting out, whether it's fun, whether it's sports, whether it's whatever, what do we want to be known for? And it came to me, the ideology of we want to make the kind of noise that changes the world. And I thought about that concept and I said, you know, in a, in a, if, if you make the right noise at a basketball game, A guy at the most critical time could miss the game-winning shot or the game-winning free throw. If you make the right noise in a football game, you can cheer your team on to a last-minute victory. If you make the right noise in a, a play or a concert, it encourages the artist to go to heights that that artist never knew it could perform to. Our responsibility is to make the right noise in this world that it changes it and makes it better for our children. And so you're right, shake It's a it's a Herculean, I think that's the appropriate word. It's yeah. a Herculean task that we're at we're we're, we're we're taking on. But it's the right task, man. And it's the right time and, and the momentum is here. The world is watching, the world is essentially angry enough to say something must be done. Why not us to be able to do it? So I'm all in, and I know you guys are all in. Benny, thank you so much, man. Thank you for sharing that story again. Sure. Uh, I got you and shared that with me, and it was good to hear it again because I think the first time I heard it, I, I I listened. This today, I heard it, and it hit me in the right place. So I appreciate that, man. But thank you for uh, always loving us and, and, and continue to impart your wisdom to us. And yeah, the shake. I look forward to jumping in and all this with you guys. And we'll be back tomorrow if you're listening by the Spotify or uh, by uh, iTunes, or whatever you listen to podcast. We'll be back tomorrow. L. Young is going to join us tomorrow. He's going to bless us with his musical abilities and just really show, show out for us. We, we need that this week. Probably need to hear that beautiful voice and all that he does. So he's going to be our special musical guest tomorrow. Get let's, let's get ready to vote. Let's put this plan prepared and execute in place, and we will keep making noise and like we always say. When we leave this place every day, we out this. this Peace. 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 All right. All right. (laughs) Man, we sure had a good time today, and we appreciate you joining us for the ride. Tune in every day on the Believe Podcast Network and wherever podcasts can be found, like Spotify iTunes and Apple Music wherever podcasts can be found. Also, you can visit us on Facebook on the NoiseMakers page. That's the Noise N-O-I-Z Makers page. Or on YouTube on the Noise Media Entertainment channel. N-O-I-Z Noise Media Entertainment. Well, we'll see you again tomorrow. Until then, keep making noise.